Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, may I have your attention, please? Are you ready to engage in a mind-blowing experience and hear talks about life, technology, entertainment, and business? The next episode of Hip to Talks starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Hi everyone, Zoltar here. We're back again with Hipter Talks. Today we are going to uh, come back from the blockchain side and uh, enter a much more interesting world, which is the metaverse. And uh, today I have with me uh, Lili Eva Barta, uh, CEO of Gen Genera. Uh, maybe she will pronounce this more correctly because it's a new company and it's, it has a very interesting name. So hi, Lily, it's nice to meet you. I know that you are a new media designer uh, and a web-free entrepreneur, but I will leave you to tell a bit more about yourself and your background and say a few words about your company. So hi, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you, Zoltan, for the introduction and for the invitation. I'm beyond excited to be here and represent Genera. I know it's a hard thing to pronounce. So, <laughs> so everyone listening, Genera, please remember the name. We hope that um, we will be appearing quite a lot around the world. So hopefully people will just start remembering it. Um, but uh, yes, so a little bit about me. I'm Lily. I'm the founder and the CEO of the company. And um, I think uh, what I usually do is I introduce my best background because people you know people don't really understand how I arrived to this point in my life uh, based on all the little stations that I stopped at so I started off as a mathematician uh, in Hungary but then I decided I would like to be a fashion designer and express more a little bit my creativity through those means so I studied fashion design in Denmark and then I did a master at the Royal College in London so after 11 years of studying, um, I realized that this is all great. And I actually did manage to become a fashion designer. I did work for really big companies and I did, you know, design for the biggest fashion weeks, which is a, a big accomplishment in many fashion designers' life. Then I realized that actually the industry is quite, quite horrible. In fact, it's the second most pollutive industry in the world and the society environmental footprint is just enormous in a sadly negative way. So um, I almost stepped away from the industry but thankfully, due to good guidance and advisors around me, um, I realized that actually how I can truly contribute to the change is by finding my ways um, to reduce my physical production and create uh, alternative solutions. So I became a digital expert. Um, I created a studio around 2020. And with that studio, I have been creating immersive Web3 and fashion projects to different stakeholders like individual designers, academia, gaming companies, and fashion brands throughout the last couple of years, which has been a really interesting experience because I could be seeing firsthand how these businesses are entering the so-called today metaverse landscape and what are the actual tools and kind of experiences that they are looking for in order to connect better with the newer audiences. So this is how I arrived to, to the role that I am doing today, but obviously how it became a company, that's another story. All right. So was it this at the beginning of 2020 or later? 
Haha, <laughs> good question. It was actually in the beginning of 2020, end of 2019. So it was before the pandemic. And it was quite interesting to kind of just follow my intuition and, and really just do like a fun, huge VR project around fashion. And then the pandemic arrived. And sadly, just before I was about to graduate, we had to move to our living rooms. And I know that it has been a horrible period for many uh, worldwide. But uh, when you're a fashion student and you live your whole life in a fashion studio, next to your sewing machine and suddenly everything uh, goes away and you're in your living room with your laptop that was quite a big push to truly understand okay well then now what can I do um, I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened without the pandemic but it was definitely an eye-opening experience on how I can still continue developing my creative practice um, kind of express my values my ethos and and whatever I want to tell the world from my living room so that's when I opened a couple of digital software uh, more related to fashion than virtual reality. I kind of cried a bit because it was really hard to understand them. But after months of uh, hard work, I kind of uh, understood how to use them. And it became really, really useful at the right time because most of the companies were quite desperate for digital help. And it was really, well, sadly, but a good timing then. Yeah, for some, yeah, it was really good. And uh, yeah, because uh, when we talk about the metaverse and usually at our conferences and during our podcasts without any doubt the almost 80 percent of the talks are around fashion tech so believe it or not even the news that we publish are around fashion tech because that has been the main driver of the metaverse during 2020-21 because of many brands have jumped on board the virtual reality augmented reality platform uh, because people are nowadays maybe not leaving the house maybe they can try on addressing in metaverse and, and that works even even for some even better so yeah we had a lot of talks about fashion tech and uh, and fashion tech in the metaverse with uh, farfetch with winted with blueberry uh, burberry sorry so you said you founded uh, your digital innovation studio in 2020 uh, which over the years now in, in in almost 3 years have shifted towards uh, product development uh, growing genera as we know it today uh, how did you come up with the idea of creating this platform Mm, absolutely. So just to go back just a little bit to, to what you mentioned before, it's interesting that the um, that the fashion kind of landscape, you, you say it according to you, is driving or has been driving from the beginning, um, this kind of acceleration in digital adoption. I think it's partially true and partially not. <laughs> Forgive me, but I, I do need to comment on it because, because um, for me, it's such a, a passionate topic. I really like to go to the depth of, of these because um, uncovering the underlying social and um, economical kind of uh, landscape and context is, is really key. And um, that's why I even refrain from using the word metaverse because I don't really care what the metaverse is as a label. I care about what's behind it, how people socialize, consume and play online and what changes in their behavior uh, when they do it on these platforms because these platforms have always been around 
And actually, being a, a digital avatar or representing yourself as a digital avatar has been also around. So I think the the interesting kind of notion here is more about why that accelerated that much and uh, why was it the mass adoption, especially from the fashion landscape. And we have to remember that the fashion industry is really heavy on its physical, logistical supply chain. So actually, uh, not just the fashion, but quite a few other industries were heavily disrupted because they just couldn't actually perform their supply chain activities. And of course. Uh, from a design and lifestyle perspective, most of these industries couldn't even present their, you know, work, be it a fashion week or a showcase for products. So I think it's important to remember that that this is really what kind of um, is an underlying structure for when the digital adoption accelerated a couple of months time, five years ahead, which is which is quite uh, fascinating in my eyes. Um, but interestingly, today. I think fashion is a is kind of a leading or or a very visually significant industry, and I think that's why many people associate this kind of acceleration and and industry uh, wide landscape trend because fashion is so you know around our our sensorial uh, perceptions, and and I think it's important to highlight it because I've even been at a panel discussion recently where they said that fashion is leading the metaverse trend, and and it's it's kind of everything comes from that, and I was like not not really i think it's not leading it but it's around 60 percent because the news around it at least oh absolutely but also because people love to report about what the latest luxury fashion and lifestyle companies are doing so i do find it a little bit biased just because we are all biased because what we wear how we look is actually sometimes even more significant for people in their daily lives if you look at the statistics of younger generations of gen z um more than 60 percent of them finds their digital self-expression visually appealing more important than the physical it's not even about their data privacy or anything about i don't know safety in the digital space it's about their looks which is not a bad thing but i find it fascinating how we end up being so visual anyways back to your question (laughs) um so how i arrived to this point right so Working firsthand with businesses and academia, as well as students, because I also am really passionate about lecturing and engaging with students. So for me to have the opportunity to do, to lecture at seven universities worldwide in the last couple of years, new media, uh, digital fashion, immersive experience design, computer animation, and you name it. Um, it was really interesting to see the students' responses as well to the platforms and the tools I've introduced to them, as well as the businesses. And together, all that informed me on something really important that playfulness and experiential processes are missing from the virtual content creation landscape. By virtual content creation, I mean when you want to literally create virtual content or experience and kind of use that as a channel to reach new audiences or just be more relevant to your current audiences, as well as if we look at the user-generated content creation landscape, how individuals would like to also enter that space, but there is a lack of tools. So in 2020, I did a virtual residency in Amsterdam I was the first ever digital fashion resident at Amsterdam University of Applied Sciences. And I did a virtual reality fashion project where you could design outfits in VR using five, six different methodologies, like literally building them or growing them using biodigital algorithms. It was obviously quite experimental and quite artistic, but actually user testing that experience, uh, hearing the feedback from students saying, can you please make this into an actual product? Because I do want to do this. And finally, you created a way where I actually enjoy 
enjoy it. Um, so it's a long, long in the making, but actually today we arrived to the point where I did build a company. I did create a product focused kind of um, strategic studio. I did hire my team. I did uh, do a successful fundraise. And then now we managed to launch our minimum viable product last week. So it has been a really interesting journey. And I'm beyond grateful that I could actually build something that now hundreds of users can try out the first time in the world. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, are there any news that we haven't touched based on? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the whole year is ahead of us. Uh, 2023 is going to be mind-blowingly exciting. Uh, we are just in the last stages of strategizing for Q1 and Q2, so the first couple of months in the year. And um, one of the most exciting things about our product that is modular. We have product features lined up that we have already partially developed. We have incredible opportunities along the timeline, like the Metaverse Fashion Week next year. And we have incredible partnership opportunities. So I see product features, timeline milestones and partnerships like a puzzle. And we have this beautiful freedom of like shifting it around to make sure that our community truly benefits from our next steps. And if anything, we set up our Discord channel so that users can give us direct feedback on what is it that they would like to see in the platform. So it's a very organic way of developing the platform with actually these people. So I cannot tell too much, but people should really look out for a really interesting collaboration coming up, which will enable people to wear the creations that they create in general. I'm not going to explain where in what sense, because I think in this landscape, where can be a million different things. Um, but it was an interesting feedback we got from players already. They want to wear them. And even though our platform will have its own capacities to create showcase spaces and invite fellow users and kind of wear the outfits and own avatars and share the experience, they do want to, um, I think, see an in, well, a bridge or an interoperable approach to at least some platforms. So we actually accelerated the development of that. That's going to be one of our biggest um, milestones, I think, early next year. The other one is the multi-user functionality. So people love creating, but I think people even love more brainstorming together. And we are one of the first ever fashion platforms where you can do that as a multi-user um, kind of gamified creation experience. So people will be able to create um, design experiences together, share their ideas, feedback from the very beginning. And I think that's one of the fundamentals of community-led creation that you can do actually the process itself together with your friends. So these are key two areas that I I'm really uh, looking forward to explore next year. Um, and also we're planning another event, of course, because, well, now that we can meet in real life, um, it's truly an amazing opportunity. Uh, we are actually in discussions with a huge space in London where uh, we are looking to do some real life immersive installations. Uh, and I'm speaking huge ones because they have uh, outrageously huge screens. Um, so I am particularly interested about that because even at our lunch evening some weeks ago, we met so many people people who were interested and wanted to come along. And I think these are the kind of events that we can truly share our values and our mission. We want to create a knowledge exchange, um, a Skillshare platform rather than, hey, this is general, please come and you know see it. It's more like, hey, have you thought about what virtual self-expression self means to you? Do you want to try some experimental tools to really question in yourself as a general audience member tomorrow, what does it mean to be online and who am I online? Well, then come along and you can talk to us, to our team. We are very friendly. Um, we have industry experts. We have academics 
space. So please come and, and enjoy. And I want to create this like playground platform um, as we go along in a number of different physical events. But uh, this will be announced soon. So if anyone is following us, uh, stay tuned because you will see much more details on it. If you're based in London, hopefully soon we can also do some activations uh, worldwide rather than just London. But for now, we are very small. So uh, London will be our center for this. All right. So any chance you also can uh, create NFTs on your platform? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so as I mentioned, that is actually going to be a significant implementation for us. Um, but I want to make sure that it's clear it's not because it's trendy or it's um i don't know it's expected is because it's it's needed and it's useful so again our users will customize outfits and they will create versions of them that doesn't exist anywhere else which means that they create their own ip and we want to protect them so by storing it on the blockchain and authenticating it with tokenization we will help them to have more control over this actual intellectual property they create and also these usually add more value to the actual creative process itself so so once they will mint the outfits, they will be able to trade them. Well, the trading will happen even before that. But obviously, I think tokenized goods are a quite good representation of what is tradable because then you make it unique and and it's uh, increasing its value when it comes to trading. We have some really interesting trading opportunities that we have in plan, for example, renting and swapping and auctioning. So we want to kind of bring back the physical activities that often people perform with their own, um, for example, collectibles. If you think of virtual outfits, uh, compared to physical heritage outfits. Many people see physical um, heritage outfits as an investment, and then they use that investment um, to, <laughs> to kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm never alone. The cat so, is always around. So those who are watching the video you just saw, cat, and those who are <laughs> listening on Spotify, you better head to our YouTube channel, Hipter TV, to see her cat. <laughs> oh, it's okay. So if there is a video recording, then indeed the, the neighbor's cat is really keen on disrupting my course usually, just like we want to disrupt the industry. So uh, we have lots in common. But yeah, in a nutshell, that's going to be part of our website integration. There is more to it. Um, but the question of when it's going to come, I personally don't know. We were hoping to do it almost as soon as Q1 next year. But honestly, looking at what users really would like to see, as much as user-driven economies are key, and we want to kind of eventually move, uh, like step back from uh, in-application purchases and move towards the model of commissions and transactions between users, because I think that's what can surely um, enable a user community to thrive, uh, we first need to facilitate some basic needs of our users, which is, for example, wearing it in other platforms, because at the end of the day, it is fashion and people want to wear it. So first of all, we will focus on that. And then I think the trading will come uh, with the Web3 aspect to it. All right. So we have your plans for 2023 now. We also yes. want to hear your, your goals, maybe personal goals. Oh, personal goals. Uh, well, I, I would like to not go crazy because <laughs> I think founders have a tendency of um, overwhelming themselves with ideas and actions. And, Tell uh, me about uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, 
well, goal for the company and goal for my vision is probably what I can talk about. Uh, my personal vision is the same as the company. I would like to create a better future. I would like to contribute to it. I would like to incentivize people to, to kind of really truly stop and think about the virtual self-expression compared to their physical. Like just, just start questioning who am I on a digital platform and why should I care? Because I think we should care. We should be much more aware of what are the implications of you being online, but is the data collected, let alone how you dress as an avatar. Um, but I do believe that by enabling users to have more and more benefits from engaging with virtual outfits, eventually one day this can kind of incentivize them to buy less physical outfits that are only used once often for a social media kind of um, representation of themselves. So if that in the long term will happen, and just by some kind of detectable numbers, we do have an impact on, on the physical consumption behavior and we can contribute to reducing overconsumption, that is my dream. And maybe it's not for 2023 but in the long term this is what I live for what I work for and while I think freedom and the beauty of self-expression is an incredibly powerful tool at the end of the day we want to make a better future a more sustainable future in many aspects so I think any business should really concentrate on how they can you know make that happen or or at least take a step towards that exactly so with this uh, great words we wrap up this session if you would like to maybe say another few sentences as a as a, as a parting of from our audience you are more than welcome oh yes no no just a few two maybe three i i will i will i will keep count on how many sentences i share no basically just one thing uh please sign up to our allow list it's on our website um sign up to our newsletters as well and uh, you will be notified when we have our next job i think it's going to be super cool um we will keep posting new updates and even behind the scene content um some tips on how to use the platform but also we want to kind of share some knowledge and skills on generally how to create virtual content. So I think becoming part of our community could be a very useful thing for anyone listening. So please do that. General.io, you can find us there. And of course, please reach out if you have any questions, because the whole point of decentralized community-driven creation is that you can approach us and we can chat. Join our Discord as well. Maybe I should just say join every social channel we have, <laughs> and my marketing lady will be proud of me. All and right, thank so you for the opportunity. No worries. Thank you so much for joining. And for our listeners and viewers, thank you for, for tuning in. We're wishing you happy holidays, happy new year, and uh, take good care. Oh, thank you. Thanks, thank everyone. you for joining. Be sure to check back next week for the next Hip to Talks and subscribe on Amazon Music, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Pandora.